welcome to another episode of Conversations and Connections. Of course, we're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. Uh, and today, Jordan LaCyle, the Student Life and Orientation Coordinator for Angelina College, is with us in the mobile podcast studio. Hey, Jordan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you guys are listening to this. I hope you're having a great day. And Jordan and the agency, especially the prevention team, uh, we have a a very long and very healthy relationship with each other. Uh, Jordan is our main contact for just about everything that, uh, at least prevention-wise and activities and events that we uh have tables at at Angelina College and any type of programming we do. Uh, the majority of that is kind of either, if not fully coordinated by Jordan, Jordan really helps us out. And Jordan's always uh, making sure we get invited to everything. And so I appreciate that. Of course, we haven't had as much stuff going on the past, uh, right. The past year and a half, but hopefully that's going to change again, getting back to, uh, what was yeah, normal. a semblance of normalcy <laughs> would be nice, something like that. <laughs> but I wanted Jordan to come on to the program to uh, just kind of talk a little bit about what she does and how uh, our prevention programming and even beyond prevention, but everything that the that the agency does kind of ties in with Angelina College. So, uh, Jordan, first of all, uh, so student life and orientation coordinator. I think since I have your business card, I think that title has changed uh, since then. So, t- so uh, what exactly are your responsibilities with this title at Angelina College? Yeah, I always tell people that my title is a tad bit deceiving. Um, it encompasses quite a few things. It's all things student affairs, and that's accommodations. That is international student affairs, international student programming. That's um, the student emergency aid fund, Angelina college perks. There's, I mean, anything you can think of, if you need a service, come find me. And if you can't get the, if I don't have what you need, then I definitely can find who you need to get to. (laughs) And that's what we, we use you a lot for that. Jordan may not be the person we need to contact for some of the things, but she will find out. Yeah. By gum, I will find the person. (laughs) Uh, so, a, a lot of different things, and of course, uh, just recently, uh, you've taken on the responsibilities of conducting orientation for Angelina College mm-hmm. new students at AC as well. Yes, that was something I took on probably, I want to say three years ago, but it's definitely changed due to COVID and things of that nature. So right now, everything is completely online. So we're going to see how you know, getting back to school. I've got the first day of school jitters. It's so weird. Like being gone for a year and a half and all this whole new crop of students is coming in. I'm like, oh gosh, I hope they like me. Like, I hope they like what we're doing. Um, so hopefully we can get back to, like we said, a semblance of normalcy. And so you're starting to work, you're back on campus again. Yes, now, right? we were back on campus uh, May 24th full time. We were very, they were very prudent about us working from home for as long as we felt comfortable or yeah. until, um, they, did, they don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable while they're at work. So um, I was like, get me that vaccine, and I want to get back to face-to-face. I want to do whatever I can do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I know. We, before we were recording, Jordan and I were both uh, talking about 
how we're looking forward to doing things on campus again, actually face to face in front of students, and or just having a life everything. in general. Like, well, that's true. Mentioning too. the Astros game, I was like, wow, going to a baseball game sounds great. I know, right? <laughs> does does sound good. So again, you know, we work a lot with you when it comes to trainings and on campus events and things like that. Uh, of course, I think it helps us a whole lot because it seems like the Family Crisis Center's message, uh, especially prevention-wise, I think you have a heart for that. Uh, so how important is it uh, to you for Angelina College students to hear what the Family Crisis Center has to tell them about healthy relationships and dating violence and things like that? Well, I, it's so vital because, A, I don't think that all of our students know all the resources that you guys have available to them. That's number one. But number two is them knowing that they might have grown up in a situation where um, abuse or unhealthy relationships is normal. And to them, that's what life is supposed to look like. But you guys are there to break that habit or help break that cycle. So making sure that students know what all you guys can do for them is what's important to us because Obviously, we have limited resources as well. Y'all have limited resources, but together we right. can make it happen. So sure. that's my biggest thing with um, working with y'all. Is I just want students to know they have people in their corner. They have people that are going to be there to help them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I kind of know a lot of this, but for, for everyone that's listening, uh, let's talk a little bit about the different uh, sort of events that uh, – Angelina College has done in the past to promote prevention of uh, dating and relationship violence. Um, let's just talk a little bit about that. What one of have been involved my with. favorites and that we do, I don't know how we came up with the idea of Duncan for domestic violence awareness, but that is my, by far my favorite thing that we do. Um, and those, for those of you who obviously don't know what that is, we rent a dunk tank and we try to get prominent members of the community and of the campus or, um, you know, student government or vice presidents or deans or whoever it is that volunteers. And um, it's a dunk tank and we give people the opportunity to knock them in. But also we have somebody there in between reading facts about domestic right. violence and sexual assault awareness, things of that nature. So um, that's a lot of fun. We've done take back the night. Um, we always sh try to show the hunting ground. Um, for those of you who have not ever seen it, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. I think it's on Amazon prime maybe, Okay. but, um, it's about the a sexual assault uh, epidemic that is on college campuses and how, um, assaults go un uh, underreported, uh, and mainly unreported, but it's just an important conversation starter, I think. That um, I was just telling Whitney yesterday, it's important for me to make students comfortable with being uncomfortable in the sense that we want them to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations, but have them with confidence, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and one of the things what I like about what you do is it may be an event that the main purpose may not even have anything to do with healthy relationships, but you always have that door open for us to come and attend. For instance, uh, Jordan does this really neat thing. If you're familiar, Angelina College is a community college or two-year college, so it's not a big university, but they still have some students who reside on campus. You do have some dorms. And Jordan does this really neat thing every year called Grocery Bingo, uh, where you just get some 
non-perishable food items, stuff that doesn't have to be refrigerated we, yeah, and things it's, like that. It's, it's geared towards the residence hall students. So yeah, we only have like 108, I think is our final head count. <laughs> um, and we do bags full of what I like to call like college kid snack food or college kid. F- I, I, it takes me a while to go grocery shopping for all that, but you're right. It's just stuff that requires a microwave. You don't have to refrigerate it, but, um, students love it and i i don't i don't know what it is but they have so much fun playing bingo to win these grocery bags and it's entertaining for us but it's also a very good opportunity for them to meet y'all right so and that's the thing what i love about it is is you always invite us to come out Mm -hmm. and we're there and between rounds of bingo whatever we'll pass out our healthy relationship information and our contact info and things like that and uh, again, I think, I just think that's a, an awesome thing, uh, for you to do, you know, it's an event that's not directly relate, you know, okay, we're going to talk about relationship violence at grocery bingo. But it establishes but those relationships. Exactly. And I'm really excited too, because, um, this year in our residence halls, we actually have, I want to say between 25 and 30 international students representing 17 different countries, which is super exciting for us, but that'll be their first introduction to, oh, while I'm here studying, I have access to these resources. So you guys are probably going to be the first, you know, set of humans aside from, you know, us on campus that they're going to interact with. Right, right. But it's it's just things like that, that I, I, again, we're so appreciative of uh, Jordan and Angelina College for letting us to do that. And that's, that's one of the things that I've missed in the past year and a half is being able to go on campus to me. And I know a lot of people have probably, they got a taste of Zoom meetings and they may not want to go back. But to me, first of all, it, you can't. To me, the message that we try to give to students about healthy relationships, you know, you can give the message via Zoom. It but requires it's just, that human interaction. It's just so much better when you can uh, do these activities with students on a one-on-one basis or in front of them and have this interaction. It's just a different thing. It's true. And studies have shown that over the course of the pandemic and what's happened with students, and it's not just students, it's also, you know, everybody that's been working from home. Zoom fatigue has been so very real and students, especially students at the end of last semester were so checked out. They just were at that point where it's like, I don't want to go to a virtual thing anymore. I don't want to do anything virtual. I want to see people. And that's why I think as many people got excited about graduation as they did, because we were able to figure out a COVID safe way to do graduation. And I had so many kids thank me afterwards because they were just so excited to be able to do something in person, especially something that was so important to them. But luckily we were at a place where it was safe to do that. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the unique challenges, I guess you can say, about working with students at Angelina College. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know from our prevention work, you know, because we do prevention work all over the community, and of course at Angelina College and at um, SFA, at Stephen F. Austin State, um, uh, they're in Nacogdoches, and, you know, Trying to reach out to students sometimes at a two-year commuter college is just a whole lot different than trying to reach out to university students 
hundred percent. Yeah, you know. And what has your experience been with that? Because I think every, about twice a year we have a little meeting at your office. Okay, what are we going to do this yeah. year? How are we going to reach out to these students? You, you know, it's interesting because a four-year university, you tend to get like a typical demographic of specific students, especially like with the on-campus populations, things of that nature. I don't know what SFA's on-campus is this. I mean, I know it was lower this year because of COVID. Um, but obviously it's way more than 108 students who primarily are 108 students are also athletes that are in uh, the residence hall. So what we have is many non-traditional students that are just kind of flying through, getting mm -hmm. their courses done, don't necessarily want to be involved. They might have full-time jobs, might have kids, might have families they're taking care of, which obviously, you know, we understand that. But sure. it's just trying to find what is like the secret to getting everybody to catching everybody, yeah. getting them involved. And then, you know, you take in the, to account that all these different class modalities are happening. You've got face to face, you've got hybrid courses. Some are called, we're going to have some new ones called high flex. Then there's the online, all online. So how do we reach those all online students? How do we reach somebody that's out, you know, yeah. um, in the edge of Newton that doesn't want to come or when they come mm -hmm. to campus, they don't want to stay cause they have, you know, and however long of a drive back, there's just a lot of factors playing into that. So we just do the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, one of the things I will say that I like about doing certain things at Angelina College, mm -hmm. and I'm assuming it's going to be the same uh, going forward, is that between 1030 and noon, there's that common break that everyone yep. has. And everybody can gather. I think it's 10... 50 to 11, 25. Okay. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's the that's the time frame. But yeah, nobody has class right now. But there. I like that because that's when you're probably going to catch most everybody between classes, milling mm -hmm. around or, or, or what have you. I know sometimes it's a challenge to do things. Hey, let's have this movie screening at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people that go to Angelina College, they're, like you said, they're getting dinner ready for the kids or mm -hmm. they're... They're doing a more probably adulting stuff, or, or they're and, running off to work. Yeah, they, you know, there's like that. Exactly. You know, so it's a, it's, a, it's a little tougher. I know. It is it more can, challenging. I should. It say. can be, but I think that if COVID has taught us anything, it is that there are certain things that we can do virtually that can be successful. Yeah. So maybe it's time to reevaluate some of the things that we do and think, okay, well, that may not work this way, but would it work this yeah. way? So that's you know something we can look at doing but you're right it's it's a lot different because i feel like in four-year universities you have the ability to you have a captive audience like you have res residence hall people that you have hall directors assistant hall directors you have mm -hmm. cas telling all of those 450 students in that dorm you must come do this or you must be a part of this or you must come listen to this and we don't have that which is, i mean we will have somebody that will implement obviously rules and things of that nature, but we don't have that type of captive audience because, yeah. you know, soccer might be gone when we need to do something because of, you know, their season or baseball might be gone. Softball might be gone. So it's really hard trying to like balance it all out. Right. Right. So, uh, do you think things are different now on college campuses than say 10 years ago, as far as, the ability to, and I guess we kind of, in a way, have already kind of touched on this and our, our what we've what we've mm -hmm. just talked about. Um, 
in ways to reach students and getting to the students and student accessibility to our message, uh, is it better or do you think it's more challenging? As somebody that was in, I was a junior in college 10 years ago, I can say that technology has played such a big role in that because um, back when I was in college, I mean, I didn't get a phone, a smartphone with internet capabilities till I was a junior in college. So now, you know, we have like six, seven year olds that have iPhones, <laughs> but there's all these different platforms that we can get at people like Instagram, yeah. Twitter, for us oldies, there's Facebook, <laughs> um, I, I know. you know, I've... TikTok, Snapchat, like there's so <laughs> many ways you can push that message and hope that people can see it. I was informed by kids at the boys and girls club the other day that facebook is for old people yes i was told that too but you know it's funny i tell them <laughs> i i tell them that when i was graduating high school um my space was for high schoolers and that facebook was for college kids so that once right. i graduated high school i was allowed to make you graduated facebook. from fa- from my space to, to facebook, facebook. <laughs> exactly <laughs> wow of course when i was a junior in college it was like What's a cell phone? Yeah, there's like <laughs> fly. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still the traditional paper that people, there are very, there are learners that are very tactile that would prefer to have a handout or prefer to see that paper. Yeah. Um, so we do have like bulletin boards and stuff that we hang things on. And I know at SFA, that was the main thing when I was in college was I would find it from that or from email. And something we have learned is people don't like to check their email or respond like, and by people, students, please check your emails. Um. <laughs> well, and I found out also a lot of students, you know, most college students now are supplied an email mm-hmm. address through the university or through the college. And a lot of students don't check that. <laughs> I, I will say every student that I encounter when I'm helping them, I teach them the ability of forwarding their email to their personal email because, uh-huh. um, our, our students have a, a Google platform account, so we give them access to like Google Drive, all that yeah. with their account, but I can set it up to forward it to their personal email so that they're not checking 700 emails and missing stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So, Jordan, I've known you, see, well, I've known you since I've been with the agency now, which is going on, oh, wow, almost. We're getting old, man. <laughs> almost four years. It'll be four years yeah. in September. I just had my um, five-year anniversary with AC yeah. in... Beginning of May? Yeah, beginning of May. So I feel like I know you. We're Facebook friends and stuff, but I still, a lot of stuff I don't know about gotcha. Jordan. So um, <laughs> let's just talk a little bit about you just really quick. Where are you from? Oh, I am from a place that most people have never heard of. Um, I'm from a very small town outside of Austin called Thorndale, population 1,366. <laughs> um, I graduated in a class of, I believe, 43, maybe 44. Um, and I'm a first-generation college student. Most people ha- don't know. I'm also a first-generation Texan. Most people don't know that either because my parents are originally from Iowa, um, although they claim that they're Texans because they've uh-huh. been here longer than they lived in Iowa. But... Um, I, where I'm from, I'm sit, we're situationed right between UT and A&M and I had the pick of where I wanted to go and I could have sworn, I told my mom, I'm going to, I'm going to A&M mom. I'm going to, I'm going to be an Aggie. Well, I can, you know, I'm from a small town. It's probably like, <laughs> probably not going to work out. So what my mom did was, um, her best friend actually went to, um, SFA. So shout out to Stacy Feller. Thank you for forcing me to come visit SFA. Um, but my mom said, I'll take you to A&M to visit if you go to SFA to visit too. And I was like, where is this 
SFA. <laughs> I don't even know because, you know, it's three and a half hours away. But um, mom took me to A&M and I was immediately overwhelmed. Just the whole year. I don't want to say you're just a number. I understand. I know there's an Aggie culture. Me and a coworker were talking about this <laughs> the other day. I love people that can get in, but that was just not my, my yeah. thing. Cause it was just overwhelmingly too big. And then I came to visit SFA and I like stepped out of the car and I had like one of those movie moments where I was like, Oh my God, this is where I'm supposed to go to school. I love it. You could hear I the love angels singing. It was weird. I'd never. This beam of light yeah. shown on you. And, I, like, and yeah. I tell students that all the time. I say, you know, you really need to visit your campus or visit the campuses you want to go to because you might on paper think that they're going to be perfect. And then you get there and you're like, mm, this is not my vibe like that. And that's kind of what happened. And of course I had to go back through and dad wasn't with me. And dad was like, well, if you're going to move so far away, I want to go visit too. <laughs> so we came back and he was like, okay, I approve. So graduated in 2009 from high school, um, went to SFA. And as you guys can tell, I never left East Texas. Oh, well I did for like a minute, <laughs> but, um, I got my, I graduated with my bachelor's in psych and special education in 2013. And then with my master's um, of uh, arts and student affairs and higher education in 2015. And currently, gosh, this is crazy to say this. I'm working on my doctorate in educational leadership with a focus in higher education. And it's a lot of reading guys. Um, But (laughs) when I was in college, um, when I was in my bachelor's degree is when I realized I really wanted to work in I wanted to work with students and I just was trying to figure out in what capacity and I thought it was teaching and bless every teacher's heart. They deserve a medal of honor. They deserve million dollar pay a year because it takes a very special person, very special patience to teach. And that just wasn't my, that just wasn't my journey. And once I figured out that student affairs was like a thing you could get paid for, which sounds wild. I didn't understand um, that I got to work with students kind of like teaching, but not, yeah. not structured like that. It's what we call hidden curriculum. Again, something I've applied from what I'm learning right now. Um, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. This is so cool. And so when I was in my master's program, I did a internship with, um, then it was career services. Now it's the center for career and professional development at SFA, which gave me, um, a lot of, um, backstory and like how things work uh, behind the scenes in student affairs, but also my internships. I was so lucky at SFA. Well, it's a curse and a blessing because of the amount of intern hours I had to do. It was like 300, which is a lot because it was based out of counseling. I was able to intern with um, the Office of Student Rights and Responsibilities, uh, counseling with student engagement, with orientation, with leadership and service. I was able to kind of like dip my toe into every single thing to understand not just programming, but services. Yeah. And so from there, I ended up back, actually, I graduated and I ended up back in Georgetown, back home area in Austin area for uh, about a year working as a recruiter for the University of Houston, Victoria. But I, that's kind of when I realized I love, love, love working with students at all, like throughout their entire career. And what was happening was I was helping these kids, building these relationships, sending them off to UHV and then never knowing what was happening because I wasn't on campus. And that made me really sad. And I was like, I want to I want a career. I want a position where I can see them from start to finish and see where it goes and be able to help them throughout every part of it. And I was also kind of, I love Austin near and dear to my heart. Keep Austin weird. I'm all about it. But I had had enough of it 
And so yeah, okay. I thought, yeah, I thought after I was like, I thought maybe this might be, you know, end game. I'd end up back in Austin, but I missed East Texas. I know all, everybody listening that's from East Texas, you're going to be like, you missed here. What? <laughs> um, but it was like very serendipitous that I just kind of opened up something and I saw the job that I currently have posted. And I was like, is this a sign? <laughs> so yeah. I applied in March, interviewed in April and started in May. Oh, and here we are, five are. years later. Right. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. I, I really, I, I, I love our conversation. I love uh, folks who are on the podcast who are as, as loud as I am. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't control it. It's not a. I've told everybody when they're like, "You got to tone it." I'm like, "That's it's a personality trait. I can't change it at this point." Well, again, Jordan, thank you so much, Jordan LaCyle, the Angelina College Student Life and Orientations Coordinator. Thank you. Thank you. And if you have any comments about our podcast, you can email us. Our email address is conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. And also, if you have, um, if you feel like you need our services or if you have any questions, you need to get to contact us through the phone. We do have a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week hotline. That number is 1-800-828-7233, one 828 7233 and be sure to give us a subscribe. You can subscribe to us via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the podcast service of your choice. And remember, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. <laughs>